why I love our worship team. I feel like every Sunday they make it easy for me to walk up and because um, I feel like they've brought me close to God. And so I appreciate y'all. Um, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Deuteronomy 2. Deuteronomy 2 and Matthew 17. And I hope y'all ate a good breakfast because I feel like I hadn't been up in front of y'all in two or three weeks. And so, because um, I haven't. And so I'm excited this morning. And, um, you know, whenever I was looking at today and, you know, we, I kind of ended one series and was looking and what I'm going to start next, I'll talk about a little bit in a few minutes. Um, and just where we're at as a church, you know, and, and what's coming as a church. And um, next Sunday I'm, is Mother's Day. So all you guys, all you kids, I'm warning you, next Sunday's Mother's Day. So you got a week's notice. But... Um, I'm excited. We're going to do something a little bit different. And, um, and I don't know why I just keep using that word, because we do a lot of things a lot different a lot of times. So anyway, but next Sunday, is going to be, I've got four moms that's going to be on stage with me next Sunday. And, um, and I'm going to ask them questions. And so I'm trying to decide if I'm going to give them the questions ahead of time. And, you know, I, I'm 51 years old. And my mom has rolled her eyes at me twice in the last three weeks since I asked her to be on stage next Sunday. And so, um, anyway, but, but I do, I have Gail Morgan, my mom's going to be up here, Malie Rue is going to be up here, Michelle Turner, and Brittany DeBose is going to be up here next Sunday, and so, and you'll see why those four next week, and so, that's a little bit about next week, and then after that, we're going to start a series um, called Who's Your One, and it's actually something that comes from the North American Mission Board, and the whole purpose of that is to to get us to where we're praying for one specific person that needs to know the Lord every day. And so I'm excited about that. And so, but today we're talking about um, change is always coming. There's nothing that we can do to stop change. This morning I woke up at 5 o'clock, and now at 8.34, I'm three hours and 34 minutes older than I was at 5 o'clock this morning. I can't stop that unless Jesus brings me home. And so change is always coming, and we can't do anything to stop change. And so, um, and, but change can be good if we embrace it the right way. And so, um, you know, this week, um, what was a really, um, how would you say, a super cool week for me. It was super cool. I got to do something this week, and um, I found, thought, I, didn't, I thought whenever they asked me, I said, this, this would be fun. It would be something different. And then different. When I walked into the situation, it was surreal. And it was like, wow, wow. How did this country boy from Watson, Louisiana, pastor at Live Oak Baptist Church, end up standing in front of the Senate of the Louisiana State and get to do the opening prayer? And I got a phone call Tuesday morning and said, hey, I can't do this. I put your name in the hat to do it. And I got another phone call that asked you if I'd want to come do the opening prayer for the Senate Thursday morning. And uh, when I walked in, you know, me and my wife, and we got all dialed up. Y'all should have got pictures. I was in a suit and a tie, and it wasn't a funeral or a wedding. And um, she was all dressed up. And so we walked in, and we met Senator Long from North Louisiana, godly man. And I think God sent me there on purpose to show me the godly senators that we have in our state. And so um, I pray for our government every day. If you go look on my computer right now, I've got a post-it note on it with what I pray every morning when I sit down in front of my computer. And our government's one of them I pray for every day. And so I believe God put me there so I could meet them. But, 
it was just a, when I walked up that morning to, to do the opening prayer, it was almost, I, I don't ever get nervous, you know, about doing that stuff, but it was like when I walked up, it was like, I'm about to get to pray over the very people that's going to make the laws that are going to affect our land for generations. And so I just prayed scripture over them, you know. I prayed Proverbs 3 that God would guide them, you know, and acknowledge him and let him, their decisions be based off him that day and for days to come. And so I guess I must not have done, um, scared them too bad because I got an email after and said, hey, can we put you on a regular rotation? I said, man, I'm all in. You get a reserved parking place. You get an escort through the back doors. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And so, so um, that, that was different for me this week. It was a change. It was a change. When I woke up Tuesday morning, I didn't know I was going to get that phone call and that email. And I didn't know I was going to get that opportunity. Life changes every day, and so um, about two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to do a funeral and a wedding in the same day. You know, and that's different, you know, and it really is different. But even that day, God was just showing me, you know, through that funeral that I did, that this godly lady, we were celebrating the journey that she completed on earth, and now she's with our father. And in that night, I got to stand before a couple and it was a, a public execution. I mean, I'm sorry, it was a, a public, you know, journey. They were starting together with God, you know. And so it was just a contrast in the day. Life changed for one family in a real drastic way with a mom, a sister, and an aunt, and a grandma that's not here no more. Then life changed for another family that gained a daughter-in-law or a son-in-law. And, 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 you know, and it was just to look back and look at that and see how God works. And he's always working. And so when you start talking about change, there, there's lots of um, ways. The slideshow that we watched a few minutes ago on the seniors, you know, they started as little bitty babies, and now families are watching their, their kids graduate. There's nothing that we can do to stop that from happening, you know, because they're going to grow up, you know. You can't. Is it the Dutch that put the wood shoes on the feet to keep the feet from growing? You can't do that with your kids. I guess you could. I don't know. But anyway, it probably wouldn't be legal. And so you can't stop change. Whenever I started drafting years ago, I was started, it was on pencil and paper. Remember that, Mark? We, we did everything on pencil and paper, and you, you had to draw, and then it went to 2D CAD, and then it went to 3D CAD, and I don't even know what it's at now because I've been out of it for 10 years. But it changed, and you either had to change with it or you died with it, right, Mark? There was guys that just drew a line of sand and said, I'm not learning the computer. Well, guess what? They got plowed around, and it still happened, and they just wasn't there. And so change happens. And, I, you know, one of the things I want you to know about um, Live Oak Baptist Church, you know, whenever I started in student ministry even, years ago, you mailed postcards. That was your text messaging. It was a postcard. So I literally would mail 150, 200 postcards a week to students when I was at Amen Baptist Church. And then, it, and then whenever I came here, it transitioned. Who remembers AOL, the instant message? Remember the dial-up and all the little sounds it would make whenever you dial up and you'd go to send a message on that? Then it went to MySpace. Who remembers MySpace? I still, my MySpace is still active. I checked it the other day. Facebook, Instagram. I hadn't even figured out Snapchat yet. And I don't know what they have after that even. Change. It happens. But let me tell you something about Live Oak. We're changing. Every day we're changing. Yesterday, 24 people came up and changed the appearance of a building. 
You know, they put 15 plus gallons of paint on that building yesterday. You know, earlier in the week, we had a group of men come in and they took out walls, literally changed the appearance of that building. And so we're changing, but what's not changing is our vision and purpose. No, grow, go. That's why it's on the wall back there. So we're constantly reminded we're here to know, we're here to grow, and we're here to go. You know, what I'm going to read to you right now is straight out of the bylaws that we voted on as a church. This has not changed. Our purpose, the purpose of Live Baptist Church, is to witness, teach, minister, and fellowship in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mission, our mission is to guide people of all backgrounds into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Live Baptist Church believes in small group Bible studies and the relationships that are built within those fellowships. We want to do everything possible to equip others to make Christ known in their circles and to their world. And so, you know, we haven't changed that. That's been our bylaws. That's been what Live Oak has stood on for years, is that we believe in this. And we believe in this. This does not change. We believe in this. We believe in knowing and growing and going. But how we have to do it sometimes is a little bit different, isn't it? You know, the message don't change. The message changes at times. The buildings have to change at times. The, the makeup of what's in those buildings has to change at times. But God's Word don't change. And so this morning, turn with me to Deuteronomy 2. Deuteronomy 2. And we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Then we turned back and set out towards the wilderness among, along the route to the Red Sea. And as the Lord had directed me for a long time, we made our way around the hill country of Seir. Then the Lord said to me, You have made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn north. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now, Lord. Just say that we love you, Father, and I thank you for this, um, this day. Father, wow, what a beautiful day you've given us already. Father, right now I ask that you just show us through your word that change is good. Father, but show us that you never change. Father, that we're not alone through this, that you're always with us. Father, remind us of our mission and our purpose, and that's to make you known. Father, we love you. In the Son's name I pray. Amen. You know, as you read these words, you know, the Israelites were circling and circling and circling and circling. And finally, God said, all right, it's enough. It's enough. Now's enough. Turn north. You know, and so when you look at that, you know, there's times in church where we circle and we circle and we circle and we circle. And then God has to kind of bump us and say, that's enough. That's enough. You need to turn north. Now you need to turn. You need to make changes so that you can reach this community out here. No, because this community needs to hear about him. And how do we do that? We have to change sometimes. You know, sometimes we want to dig our heels in and say, well, no, I'm not changing. Well, let me tell you, if you're reading this word, you're going to change. Johnny Morgan is not the same Johnny Morgan he was 51 years ago when he was born. Johnny Morgan is not the same Johnny Morgan that he was when he accepted Christ at 15, almost 16 years old. Johnny Morgan is not the same Johnny Morgan he was a year ago. This word keeps changing me every day. 
And why does it do it? Because the more I read this and the more I study this and the more I dive into this, the more I want to be like him. And so for me to be more like him, I can't stay like I am because I'm a messed up individual. But his word changes me and he grows me and he disciples me and he heals me and he teaches me. But I have to be willing to change. The biggest thing that holds us back, I believe this, the biggest thing that holds us back in our personal lives, in our families, in our churches, in our workplace, is the memories of the past. Because we say, well, you know, when we did this, and there's nothing wrong with those milestones, but you can't gauge the future off of them. Yesterday, Donnie was cleaning this room out. And we found books that was from the 70s and 75 and stuff like that. And when you look at even the way the books looked and you looked at how the people was dressed on the books, times has changed, hadn't they, Donnie? We change every day. We have to embrace change. Because this is the reality of it. It's coming. And it's happening. And we can't stop it. So we either embrace it and we move with it and we encourage it and we influence it or we dig our feet in the sand and we just fight it and then it happens around us and we're miserable. Because God's word don't change. You know, if you have your Bibles, turn over with me to Matthew 17. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17, we'll start in verse 19. It said, then the disciples came to Jesus in private, and they asked, why, we, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say this to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You know, when you hear those words, and he's saying, you know, I'm a visual person. I'm a visual person. This is mustard seeds. Can you see them? See how little they are? Some of you can't even see this far, right? So just imagine with me, I'm dropping mustard seeds right now. But I am. See how tiny they are? But what's God telling us? He's telling us, and afterwards, if you want to come get one of those mustard seeds, you can. You can't even see that in my hand, can you? No matter what angle, it's so small. But he's telling us, if you have faith like that, you can move a mountain. So we have faith like that, and he's telling us that we can move a mountain. We have faith like that, and he's telling us that we can reach our Watson. We can reach our Walker. We can reach our Denim. We can reach our Central. We can reach our state. We can reach our country. We can reach our world. We have faith like that. Well, I'm going to just tell you, for somebody like me, that's a challenge. Because I want to have that faith. I want to have that faith. And so for me to look at a visual and think, wow, look how small that is. It can't take a lot of effort to have that much faith. But it does. It does. Every day, every day, you have to make a decision. God, I'm going to follow you. God, today, I'm going to be sold out to you. God, I'm going to do this. 
in the book of Isaiah, and you don't have to turn there, I'll read this to you. In Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, it says, Forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in a wasteland. Now he's telling us in Isaiah, it says, Forget the things in the past. Don't dwell on those things. I have something new coming for you. Live Oak, he has something new coming for us. He has something new coming for us. On Easter Sunday, he showed us that we can reach at least 450 people. That's the biggest attendance we've ever had. In six months, a year ago, or two years ago, if we'd have been sitting in staff meeting and somebody said we'd have 450 people here, we probably would have had that faith less than a mustard seed and said no. But he showed us in spite of it. And he says, this is what's coming. This is what's coming. And it's given us a fire. If you'd have asked us a year and a half ago, we'd be 185 in Sunday school. There's people sitting in this room that would have said, no way, Jose. Let's get on it. And me and Frank were standing in the office last week when we looked at those numbers and said, 185, we're 15 from 200. But a year ago, we was at 125 thinking we'll never get there. But God give us a vision and he's telling us change is coming. Change is coming. The 1st of June, there's going to be big changes, and they're not going to be fun, some of them, but change is coming because we're getting to where God wants us to get, and it's, we're having to do what it's going to take to buy time because something that I've been reading and I've been studying is that we have to anticipate, not react. When we react, we're behind. So we want to anticipate. There's two orange stakes driven in the front, right in front of this building right now. Why? Because change is coming. We're about to have to put another parking lot in. On Sunday mornings, we're not having but 10 and 12 empty places in the front and the back's two-thirds full. We want to anticipate people coming. I don't want people to drive through this parking lot and say, wow, there's no place to park, so I'm going to go somewhere else. No, we're going to give them some place to park. We're going to anticipate. If we react, we're too late. They've gone somewhere else. And God's telling us change is coming. It's coming. Don't dwell in the past. Fifteen years ago, that was a gravel parking lot. Remember that? Who can remember the gravel parking lot? It was a gravel parking lot. Now it's concrete. Now we have concrete sidewalks, and we got limestone. We got more limestone coming. But we had to anticipate what was coming. The first Sunday in June, we're doing a fruit basket turnover of Sunday school classes. Unless you just want to inundate Miss Celeste's class, she's the only class that's not moving because everybody else is moving. The last Sunday of this month, don't make no plans. The staff's going to buy you pizza, and we need to move everything before the first Sunday of June because we're going to make that building the children's ministry building. Why? Because we anticipate growth in our children's ministry, and we want a top-notch, first-class children's ministry building so that when guests walk in, they walk in and say, wow, this church is not pulling any stops out for the children at this church. We're going to have a building just for the youth. We're going to have adults. And the adults, you know, some of them are going to be in petitions, and it's not going to be fun at times. But you know what? I sit in Duke's restaurant every week and have conversations around that table and don't let nobody else bother me. And we're going to have to do that for a time. Church council's coming up. Church council needs to be ready in a couple of weeks because we've got plans and we've got things we need to do because we want to anticipate. 
And so whenever you start hearing these things and you read these scriptures, you know, one of my favorite scriptures in, past, in, in the Bible is Ezekiel 37. And what happens in Ezekiel 37? He walks out into a bunch of dry bones. And just like we do a lot of times, we walk through this community and we shake our head and say, there's no hope. But God told him, he said, you prophesy and I will bring an army out of these dry bones. And what happened? It changed right before his eyes. And bones rattled and bones come together and, and flesh and tendons and skin came on him. And then he put um, breath, breathed air into him and they stood up. Change happened. Change is good. And change has to happen for us to reach our world. But right here, right now, it's important that we dive into the Word. We're studied up and we're ready. We're anticipating what's coming. This Word every day will change you. I read my Bible with anticipation every day that God's going to do something different in my life. I read my Bible every day with anticipation that there's something He's wanting to tell me. It makes no sense to be where we're at, but without God's good. There's nothing that anybody in this building's done to get this church where it's at, but be obedient and follow God. I want to show a, a, a quick video clip, and um, as Caden gets that ready, I, I'm going to kind of preface this, because I guess I was a little shocked with some people. How many people in here know who Lane Frost is? Be honest, you know who Lane Frost is. All right, how many of y'all have ever seen the movie Eight Seconds? If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. That's a great American classic. Lane Frost, if you don't know who he was, I'll give you the real quick thumbnail. He was a bull rider, one of the best bull riders in his time, and he got killed riding a bull. And I'm not... A, I never rodeoed because God did not give me that gift. I would have to ride dead rock. And so, but he was gifted. He was killed. Well, what I'm going to show y'all is a clip at the end of that movie when his best friend dedicates his ride to his buddy that had got killed. I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm going to try to keep my eyes dry because this movie's kind of like where the red fern grows. I know, I anticipate the dogs are going to die, and I still cry. I know Lane Frost is dead. I still get teary-eyed when I watch this movie. So watch this clip with me. Now you're probably thinking, why did I come to church this morning and get to watch a bull riding clip? Because this is why. He could have rode that bull for eight seconds and Tuff Edom could have had the best ride of his life in that eight seconds and rode for his friend. But what did he do? He stayed on extra. Was it easy? No, but he rode extra for his friend. Too many times in life, we change just enough to say that we've changed, but we don't do the extra. What I'm calling you out today is to be like Tuff Hedeman. Give the extra. Ride the extra. Is it going to be fun? No. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. But is it going to be worth it? Yes. Yes, because my God is worth it. My God is worth the extra time to put in every day studying. My God's worth the extra time that we have to spend on our knees praying for our community and our families. My God's worth the extra. 
when then we have to show up and paint or change lights or change floors or cut the grass or add parking. This week, I was talking to somebody and they had been in one of the stores and, and was shopping and got to talking to one of the clerks and invited them to church here. And that clerk looked at him and said, you're the second person today to invite me to that church. Wow! Wow! We've got to do extra for our God. We've got extra coming up. We've got extra coming up. Is it going to be worth it? Yes. Yes. Let's pray.